Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. It means a lot to me, seriously. If you love this conversation and you want to continue it or you want to share your thoughts, your takeaways, or any ahas that come up, come on over to Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time when it comes to social media. I'm at cindy.macmillan on Instagram. Make sure you're following me, say hello, and I'd love to hear from you. Friends, do you ever feel like you're waiting on a permission slip to live the life you want? If you answered yes, then you're in the right spot. Each week, I interview spiritual explorers, amazing coaches, and essential oil enthusiasts from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. In this episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, we are chatting about why color is such a powerful force in our lives and the shadow side of color. And my guest is Mindy Schrager. Mindy is an ICF PCC credentialed coach, integrative coach, systemic facilitator, and Aura Soma practitioner with a passion for transformational work. Her experience in transformational training has been focused on creating positive change in life and business experiences for herself and her clients. Mindy loves to shine the light on hidden patterns and the root cause of dysfunction, and then help you create new pathways to growth. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So, Mindy, I ask this question to every guest because, seriously, I love it so much. And that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? So, for me, exploring the seasons of life has a couple of different meanings. One of them reminds me of the expression, people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, to teach you, to test you, to use you, or bring out the best in you. And it feels like an invitation to continue to look at who is in our lives and if the relationship is still meaningful in this particular season of our life. The other meaning for me is highlighted in the passage of time and seeing how our focus differs in each season. For me personally, what drove me in an earlier season of my life is no longer important. Things I was unaware of when I was younger have come clearly into view. I see it in my coaching practice when a major life transition, such as becoming an empty nester, going through a divorce, or moving into retirement, they're all indicators of a new season beginning. And it reminds me also of a bottle in Orosoma, which is called a new message, where people oftentimes are seeking a new expression of themselves as they move into a different season of their life. So, Mindy, I love that you gave some different examples of different seasons. You know, whether we are an empty nester or going through a divorce, there's so many seasons that we go through. And you're absolutely right. We may be in a season, you know, in a period of our life. But then as we get older, for example, you know, having little children, it's different for us because now we're becoming empty nesters. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thanks for asking that question. Great question. And I would love to start at the beginning. 
What was your journey to becoming a transformational coach? So my journey actually started in two different ways. The first was a visit to a doctor's office. And the doctor proclaimed I needed surgery without even examining me. So I knew it was time to start exploring some alternatives. And then the second thing that happened was I received some 360 feedback at work about my communication style and some suggestions for some training and communication styles. So the exploration to address both of those led me to try over 80 different approaches and attend a multitude of trainings, first only for me and then working with others. So while I still have a wide range of resources that I utilize and tell others about, serendipity led me to the approaches I utilize the most with my clients. For instance, buying a book. For a friend of mine, I saw another book with a really pretty color cover, and it was about orosoma. And then I was attending an NLP training, and the, the instructor mentioned the book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And then right after I read it, I love that book, I was attending a workshop on life purpose, and someone sitting next to me just said, out of the blue, did you know that Debbie Ford has a coaching program? <laughs> and that started me on that one. And then a, a holistic practitioner mentioned um, there was a couple down the street working on a particular approach addressing family, family, and did I have any issues in my family? And I started on that. That led me to family constellations. So all of them actually focus on the gifts and lessons and hidden patterns, the choice to create new pathways, and the letting go of what no longer serves us. The more of this work that I did, the more of the transformational work that I did, the less my corporate work energized me as I really shifted to a new level of passion for helping individuals change and grow within themselves and also in their relationship with others. Isn't it amazing? You know, you're you're going to buy a book for one person and then you see another book and how it just, it's almost like these and I talk about breadcrumbs, you know, it's like these breadcrumbs that you're just following. Because I've often said this podcast is a is like following the breadcrumbs of my own healing journey mm -hmm. and, and my own interest. I love that, Mindy. Let me go ahead and just say to our listeners that you and I, we met, but it's been a long time, about 12-ish years ago. I'm thinking at a workshop. Yeah, in Debbie Ford's work. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I reached out to you, when I saw that you were doing some really cool workshops and work, and I thought, ah, I need her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, you know, we're, we're being called to do inner work. And many of the women I talk to, they feel stressed. They feel overscheduled. You know, they're overwhelmed with these mile-long to-do lists. And so I wanted to get your feedback or, and your thoughts around what does self-care mean to you and how do you personally practice self-care? So self-care self for me is all the different ways that we can take care of and nurture ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So for me, that includes diet, exercise, hydration, personal care practices, and working with practitioners for the health of my physical body. I also work with practitioners and do practices for understanding and shifting beliefs, unconcealing family patterns, and looking at situations that trigger me, like shadow work. I also incorporate practices of mindfulness, gratitude, and self-acknowledgement. And I really am very aware of the messages that come from my body, from the environment, and from relationships and what they can convey to me. And I have created an approach of, of building affirmations 
based on what those messages provide. For me, self-care also includes being open to learning, reassessing our relationships and other aspects of our lives to ensure they're still in alignment, decluttering and organizing our space so it's in harmony with our life, and also incorporating downtime and fun in order to feed our soul. This self-care series that I've been doing, I'm, I'm trying to encompass all of those. The series is really around that inner work mm-hmm. that we're doing. You know, as much as I love uh, massages and, you know, pedicures and manicures, that inner work is just so important. It is. And and you, you talked about that as you were talking about the things that you do, especially working around what triggers mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And again, it's I think it's important to have a balance between doing some of those really lovely things like having massages, but but also you can work on the the body, but if you don't work on work on the inner, then it's not going to stay. It's not going to hold. Yeah. Now I know you've got a workshop called Self Care Through Color. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Uh, first, I'll give you a little bit of background about what led me to it. A little bit of my history with color. So I loved color growing up. I played in the garden with my dad. I had pink wallpaper with hearts that said, I love you in all different languages. I loved art and jewelry and different color clothing. But over time, the pink wallpaper became blue and the clothing I wore became black, mostly black. Until one day I discovered ballroom dancing and I loved the color gowns and the sparkly rhinestones. And then after that, I found gardening and I would, you know, my little, my analytical mind would determine, okay, let's have that color and that color and have them bloom at different times. And then of course there was the serendipity of Orosoma. So Orosoma has many, many layers to it. And a few years ago, I started to do introductory workshops around specific colors. So working with my Orosoma mentor, we would put together programs, for instance, around Valentine's Day, we would look at the colors of pink and magenta and deep magenta, sort of the colors of the heart. And as I did those, I began to see color really is everywhere everywhere. And then for some reason, people started to ask me to do presentations about just color, not orosoma, but color. And the more I did that, the more I I had so much fun with it. It was really creative, but it felt like there was something more. And that thought led me to create self-care through color. So self-care through color itself is a four-part workshop that uses color in 13 different ways in creating transformation, growth, and building self-care practices that bring in color. So there's a core theme every week of the four weeks. It begins with color to discover. So that's where we focus on vision. Then there's color to release, which looks at uncovering and starting starting to transform specific stuck patterns. Color to balance, where we play with color in different ways to release those stuck patterns and create new pathways. And then color to sustain, where we journey through nine different ways that we could bring in color and identify and focus on specific self-care practices to carry forward. Every week, there's a different color meditation, including one that looks at the vibration of color. And there's, we also talk about different color topics like color complements and things like that. So one, as one attendee said to me, exploring the many different ways I can interpret and use color to enhance my environment and open up to me is a gift. Breathing in and feeling color, it's a beautiful experience. So self-care through color itself combines aspects of integrative coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, and or soma, and really is focused on creating more awareness about the influence of color on our lives, 
how it can create transformation and be used for self-care. It's really to help people more consciously bring in color in new and different ways. When are you going to have your next workshop? Uh, My next workshop is scheduled for the end of November. Because that sounds absolutely fascinating how you've brought in all those different modalities and using color as a tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I have a, I actually have a wait list for self-care through color on my website. And when I get a significant enough amount of of people who are interested, then I'm always happy to add another series. It's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, it sounds like it. So everybody go out there and sign up for the color workshop. (laughs) So can you just go into a little bit more about why color is such a powerful force in our lives? Because you're right, color is all around us. And I know it affects our bodies and our minds. So I'm I believe it's a powerful force because it really is all around us, even if we're not consciously aware of it. So in Orosoma, we look at actually the five levels of color. For instance, take the color red. You have a symbolic level where you look at the stop sign. You have the emotional level, anger. The mental level, alertness. Energetic level, groundedness. And the spiritual level, the blood of Christ. You can look at that for all the different colors. So color appears in art, in nature, and clothing. With our bodies, for instance, we talk about eating our greens or eating purple foods or making sure we eat the colors of the rainbow. So think about how we choose crystals because of the energy connected to the color. Ultimately, from my perspective, it affects all of our senses. Think about what we see, traffic lights, how we respond, weather alerts, how we feel, having the blues, and what we sense vibration and the energy of the color rays, the crystals, and music, among others. So I think it's everywhere. Yeah, I as I was getting ready for the for our um, podcast episode today, you know, I was sitting and I was journaling and, and I was thinking about color. And as, as you know, as I look around, I can see like all these different colors everywhere. And I started thinking about, you know, okay, is this color soothing me or is this color color energizing me? It's it's just a great topic to to journal on, I think. And everyone's response is different. So for instance, for you, blue may be calming and for someone else, it may not be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I know that as you were going through those, the color of red and, you know, the different, you know, aspects of it, those all hit home for me, though, you know, but for somebody else, it, it may mean something else. And even even within the color itself, there are many different meanings. Knowing that it impacts us, and that's where I was leading to, taking a long way to get there as I was talking about journaling this morning, I think we often take color for granted. So in what ways does color touch our lives and I'm really interested in how color adds to our self-expression. So color, again, comes in in many different ways. And I talk about that in self-care through color. But here's a short list. Think about color in nature, in branding, in the clothes that we wear, in the crystals, the paints that we use in our houses, makeup, foods. And then here are some ways we use it for self-expression. So consider 
how and why people choose color for hair color, nail polish, makeup, clothing, the color of their houses, the furniture, the tile and carpet selections, the color of the stones in their jewelry, and the energy of the crystals, as well as the touches of gar color garnishes in the, in the recipes. So, you know, we have the little sprigs of parsley, add that touch of green. And then think of people who have take up the hobby of painting. So color really is, shows up in many different ways as a way for us to express ourselves. You know, we've talked about Debbie Ford's work and we've talked about um, of her book. And so I wanna talk about the shadow side of color. I think that's an interesting um, topic that not many people think about. Well, color has many different meanings. So just like shadow work, some of the meanings are more positive than others. For instance, think about the color yellow. You might think about a sunflower dancing in the sun, but on the other side of yellow, we use the phrase yellow-bellied for someone who is cowardly. Or think of some negative word meanings, such as the expression of having the blues or seeing red. So I actually had a, my own personal experience during a recent Orosoma training uh, that for me really highlighted the shadow, shadow of color. We were working with a bottle that was green over, that's green over green, it's called Go Hug a Tree. And I was looking at the many different meanings of green, like expansiveness, growth, lushness, money. And then something happened. I tried to take the top off the bottle to work with it. And I couldn't get it to budge. And that's never happened to me. I've been working with it for 20 years, never happened to me. So I tried many different approaches. I was about to take out the pliers when I reminded myself it was a glass top. And so I left, I was about to leave it. And I thought, let me try one more thing. And all of a sudden the top came off. And as that happened, I remember the instructor had said something about the shadow side of green is envy. So I was sitting there thinking about that and thought, well, in my case, the shadow side of green was impatience. <laughs> so I actually wrote a blog about it called having help be patient with how the path unfolds. Uh, but that was really a very strong lesson for me in how the shadow, there is a shadow side to color. I've seen it consistently when I do Orosoma consultations. And I've also started using the Orosoma bottles in family constellations that the colors really do highlight some interesting patterns within families. Then also consider what happens when we have a color and we add light to it. So we may have a color that looks dark and we add light to it and suddenly becomes pastel. It's actually a more intense version of the color, but what has happened is it's, we've shown the light into the color so we can see something different. Same thing happens when we look at color complements. If you have a color and you add its complement, you create a new balance. So going back to the shadow, consider for a moment a color you really dislike. What about it do you dislike? What in it triggers you? What about it might be positive? In one of the self-care through color workshops, I had some people who came to the color red. They came in not really liking the color red because it felt angry. They came out realizing it's about passion and groundedness and energy and lifeblood. So a very different perspective. I was thinking about a color that I don't care for. And I guess what came up as a color that it's not one of my favorites by any stretch of the imagination is like that mustard yellow color. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know what that what that means. That would be something for me to sit down and and journal about. Well, but also think about yellow as sunlight, sunflowers, happiness. Yeah. But it is it's definitely a great question to look at what about the color? Do you dislike? I had colors that I when I first started with Orosome, I didn't like red, I didn't like green. And over time you learn there are no bad colors. <laughs> That's right. So, Mindy, I know that you were going to take us through a, a, a meditation for color. And I didn't know if you wanted to do that now or if you wanted to um, wait and maybe um, do it when we talked about your biggest takeaway. So did you want to do that now or, or wait? I actually was going to do it at the biggest takeaway. Okay. Either All way, right. it's fine. That's perfect. Yeah. So let me then let me just go ahead and wrap up with this question before we get to your meditation. What's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and why? So for me, the biggest surprise is seeing just how much the shadow appears not only in integrative coaching, but in looking at family patterns and looking at orosoma. So all of them are focused on finding the gift and the lessons that are wrapped in what we might consider negative experiences. As Debbie Ford said, the gold is in the dark. In Orosoma, we talk about how the gift, our gift, is wrapped in a challenge. And in family constellation work, we almost always see that what's excluded or kept secret is the start of unhealthy patterns, which when uncovered become the path forward. So that's what surprised me the most is just how much they really are intertwined. Yeah, can you say that last one one more time? The family pat- the family patterns? So when mm-hmm. we look at constellations, uh, one of the principles in family constellations is every everything has a right to belong. So everyone and everything has a right to belong. And when something is excluded, the pattern may begin to expand and replicate. So for instance, an example would be uh, someone who died young and we never talk about them. Or um, in immigration where part of the family was left behind, And again, we don't talk about them. And so it it becomes somewhat of a secret. But the system wants to bring that secret in. And the secret itself contains information that we can then choose to look at and then either decide to continue it forward or make a different decision. But by excluding it, it just keeps wanting to get our attention. That is absolutely fascinating. Do you have a workshop coming up in that by any chance? Uh, right now I do uh, one-on-one family constellations, but I okay. am in the process of creating a five-week program um, that will look at the concepts in general. Yeah, really interesting. So what's the one big takeaway you want our listeners to get from this episode? So in terms of color, I would say the, the biggest takeaway for me would be self-care is critical to our well-being. And color as a transformational tool can be a different way to explore. So being curious and exploring color is something I highlight in a freebie that's on my website called Three Ways to Transform Your World with Color. And then, of course, there's the Self-Care Through Color workshop. How can people work with you? How can they find your social media, your website? So I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I publish blogs typically twice a month, and I have a newsletter. So if people go to my website, they can sign up to receive that. And I also have an an events page where I have a wait list for meeting the shadow, 
and also for self-care through color. And more recently, I asked, I'm going to be adding um, one that I just piloted, which is called Ancestral Connection, which is a 45-minute a taste of the family, family um, constellation approach. And what is your website? Uh, systemsofchange.com. Okay, and I will have that in the show notes. So, Mindy, are we ready for our meditation? We are. But, and again, people need to be seated in a place where it's safe for them to do this or else they should listen to it later. Yes, absolutely. So if you're driving, if you're doing something where you're not seated, you might want to go ahead and turn the podcast off now and come back and listen to this at a later later date. We want everybody to be safe. Okay, so everyone take a slow, deep breath and allow yourself to relax. Feel yourself seated in the chair where you sit and easily settle in, allowing any tension or tightness to roll off of you and melt into the ground beneath your feet. Become aware of any stress or feelings that might be distracting you in this moment. And imagine breathing those feelings into a balloon of whatever color you would like and then tie the end and release it, watching as the balloon moves further and further away until it disappears from sight. Take a deep relaxing breath and allow yourself to settle a bit more. Now notice how your thoughts are. Are they calm or distracted? Allow your thoughts to become like white puffy clouds on a backdrop of a beautiful azure sky. Take another slow deep breath and follow that breath, connecting easily with your heart. As you breathe into your heart, Allow yourself to relax a little bit more. Breathing deeply and staying connected. Ask your heart what color would best serve it today. Does it need a dose of peaceful sapphire blue? Or maybe it needs some pink of self-acceptance. Whatever color your heart requests, Imagine that you're giving it exactly what it asked for and needs. Breathe that color into your heart. Now allow yourself to connect with your physical body. Ask your physical body what color would nourish it today. What would fill it up from the inside out? Maybe it needs some red for grounding or some clear for detoxing and letting go. Whatever color your body requests, imagine that you're giving it exactly what it asked for and needs. Breathe that color into every cell of your physical being. 
Now with your heart filled and your body nourished, allow yourself to connect to the space where you're sitting. Notice what that space feels like. Is it nurturing, spacious, balanced? Or possibly it's more chaotic, cluttered and non-supportive. Whatever your space feels like, connect to what color it needs. Maybe it needs some clear for clarity or a bit of yellow sunshine. Or possibly it needs the expansiveness of green or creativity of turquoise. Ask your space what color would help it fulfill its needs. Whatever your space requests, imagine you're giving it exactly what it asked for and needs. Notice what shifts as you allow that color to fill every nook and cranny of your space. With your heart filled, your body nourished, and your space aligned, take another slow deep breath, open your eyes, and make a note of what you needed and what shifted as you gave yourself the gift of color. That was beautiful, Mindy. Yeah, what the colors that, um, I'll just share what colors came up for me. For my heart mm-hmm. was purple. Okay. For my body was green. And then for my space was pink. But not like not a hot pink, a you like know, a, a just a subtle, a pale pink, baby yeah. pink, pale pink. So, um, in terms of purple, what does your heart feel like in terms of its need for, to um, release or transform? Is there something in your heart that needs to release or transform? And in terms of green, maybe it's time to eat your greens. <laughs> <laughs> Go have my smoothie. <laughs> and for your space, so um, pink is pink is actually a you know it's a version of red. So is there something in your space that either needs more grounding or more self? Maybe it's your space of self acceptance and love, love space. All right. All right, you've given me my exercise and journal questions for this afternoon. Thank you so much. I really, I really did like that meditation. So is there any last words you want to leave the listeners with? Anything that you want them to know? What I would say is, um, you know, as a first step, just become more aware of the color that's around you and how you can use color to create a shift. So if you are feeling tired what do you need to energize you or if you're feeling overwhelmed I mean you mentioned overwhelmed at the beginning what would be a color that would allow you to release that and feel more grounded that's what I would that's what I would say all right we've already talked about your social media and your and your website so I want to thank you so much for being a guest I appreciate it so much I appreciate the opportunity thank you 
That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, Mindy Schrager, for joining us, and I sincerely hope the tips Mindy shared on self-care and color resonated. As always, thanks for listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Join Dr. Laura Risi and myself live on Zoom Sunday, August the 7th, 2022 at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern for a workshop on essential oils and our emotions. Learn to make peace with your emotions through holistic solutions. And be sure to come back next week for a discussion with Susie Devon on environmental wellness. Until then, this is Cindy McMillan, and don't forget, live inspired.